0: Darren Mitchell here and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on a beautiful Thursday morning, 4th of March 2021 and wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a phenomenal week and uh, hey, who can't believe, cannot believe that it's already the third month of 2021 and I reckon the older we get, the quicker time seems to speed up but there is a silver lining because this month, the month of March, uh, the AFL footy comes back and uh, even though it finished, I think, late. October, there's been a shorter break between seasons, it's um, a lot of people looking forward to it because for the first time in 12 months, certainly in Victoria, it looks like uh, we'll be able to go and fill stadiums to at least 50% capacity based on COVID restrictions being eased a little bit, so looking forward to getting back and watching my team, uh, the Melbourne Demons, (laughs) so long-suffering Melbourne supporter, but hopefully, just like every team at this time of the year, looking forward to a massive season and hopefully a successful season, but Time will tell in terms of when they get on the park and just match this match themselves with other teams and see where they're placed. Uh, but I digress. So in today's episode, I want to talk about, um, it's actually probably perfect because I was just demonstrating this right then, and that is distractions, being distracted, distracting away from the topic, distracting away from uh, the meaningful things we need to be talking about. Not that footy's not meaningful because there are a lot of people that do listen to the podcast that are avid uh Uh, football supporters. And if you're listening from the other side of the planet, you're probably thinking, what the hell is this guy talking about in terms of football? Uh, And if you happen to be from outside of Australia and you're not sure what I'm talking about, just go into Google and type in AFL football and have a look at that because um, it's a game that is very addictive. It's a game that's also very fast and it's also a game that's very, very physical. So um, do yourself a favor and have a look at that as the great Molly Meldrum would say. So in today's episode, I do want to talk about this distractions concept and that is removing the distractions as much, as much as we possibly can, not just for ourselves as sales leaders, but more specifically for our teams. Because one of the frustrating things that I felt, and this is, this is from 10 years of running sales teams, one of the most frustrating elements of sales leadership that I found was the constant demand being placed upon us as sales leaders from others, uh, from other key stakeholders, whether it be our one-up manager, other departments, other peers in other departments, customers, uh, various other elements which created distractions. Now, um, there's a whole, and I just wrote down a few of them, right, just as an example. And just think about do you get distracted by these as well? Do you have people always asking you for things or demanding your attention, wanting a bit of your mind space, putting meetings in your diary to talk about things that, you know, quite frankly, uh, enable them to meet their KPIs, but probably at the end of the day, don't necessarily help you or your team? In achieving your objectives, but here's just a couple of examples. For example, marketing—I cannot, remember, I can't, I can't even begin to remember how many times marketing or somebody from marketing would come to me and say, "Hey, we've got this new campaign coming. We're going to run an industry forum. I need your team to get a list of key customers and qualify them and send them to me so I can send out all the invitations and do all this sort of stuff." And they had no comprehension really of how much time that actually would take to qualify. Uh, a particular customer to see whether it was going to be something that was appropriate, to see whether attending a function like this that they were organizing would be consistent with the sales strategy that we're actually working on with this particular customer. And so, marketing would ask for lists, and it's always sometimes it felt like every week there was another list they're asking for because they needed the list to come from the camp for, for another campaign. And what was interesting is, and it's not just marketing, as other departments as well. It almost was like, well, the def- default was, well, if you need if you need information on customers, go to the account team. Start with the sales manager, start with the sales director, and then go to the account team, but get the information because the, the oracle, the font of all knowledge, sits within the account team. So the poor account teams then became almost like the bottom of the funnel where everything, they were almost like a catch-all. And it became very, very frustrating and hugely distracting. So marketing was wanting lists. Finance would always be in my ear for, um, for forecasts they want to know cost information. They'd want to know revenue forecasts. They'd want to know all sorts of different information because they needed to report up to the chief financial officer and therefore they needed reports to be able to do that. And guess where they got those reports? From the sales team. Started with the sales leader. Um, Senior directors were another example where they wanted accurate 90-plus day sales and revenue forecasts. They wanted to make sure that we had the three-plus uh, three, three plus the revenue and sales target in yeah, our pipeline at any one time. There were, so there were so many, and in a very highly matrixed organisation, there were so many different parts of the business that wanted a piece of the sales team, because from the business's point of view, the sales team were seen to be the ones who owned the customer, and therefore were the point of, I guess, reference to go to the to get any information about any customer, whether it be sales revenue, etc. Um, but it also meant that there was a copious number of meetings that were placed in our diary which, when you think about it, added really zero value to the business or, at the end of the day, zero value to the customer, but these meetings and these requests were often needed so that these parts of the business, these other stakeholders could meet their KPIs. Hence, this is where we get silos. Now, I ran a a conference last week for an organization, and they were talking a lot about the number of silos within their organization how they could break it down. And one of the key ways to break silos down, as we talked about last week, is to remove this thing called distractions. Now, I want to be brutally honest here. One of the key reasons why I removed myself and moved out of the sales leadership role was that whilst I loved the development of the teams and, and building strategy and helping pe- uh, people develop, and I was really good at it and I was really passionate about it, what I was really frustrated with was all the distractions that were placed upon us. That meant that it took time away from the things that really move the needle and things that really move things forward. And it just became more and more difficult to balance uh, the, the requirements of the business and all the expectations of all the different key stakeholders with the expectations that I wanted to set and the example I wanted to set for the team and therefore delivering value to them, but also more importantly, delivering value to the customers. Now, what I learned, particularly towards the back end of the 10 years that I was running sales teams was... I actually got really good at identifying the key activities that I needed to focus on. What were the key objectives that we needed to really hone in on? And what were the priorities that we needed to make as a priority that we knew would move the needle forward, that we knew would progress the team forward, that would progress the business forward and also start uh, delivering tangible value to the customers? And so what we started to do then is uh, deprioritize other activities. Now, since leaving corporate, now what I do now is, as you know, working with sales leaders and their teams and also general leaders with their teams to help them become exceptional. And part of that role is to help them identify areas where they can remove those distractions. Now, one of the things that is required as part of this process is, of course, being prepared to have the challenging conversations because sometimes these conversations simply need to be had. Prime example of this is I was working with a client uh, late last year, and he was having all sorts of issues with his diary just completely getting filled up with other people's agendas, and historically, his habit was, if there was a free time in his diary, he would actually just accept these appointments. Now, What was interesting is when people sent him in a, in a calendar note, there was no context. Very rarely, if ever, was there a specific objective for the meeting, nor was there ever a agenda for the meeting. But what he found himself he getting into a habit of is simply accepting the meeting if he had time in his diary. So I said to him, I issued him a challenge because he um, he did some analysis over a time of about two weeks, and I said to him, look at all your all of your calendar invites, and just count how many have actually sent you, uh, well, sent you given <laughs> done the right thing and treated you with a bit of respect and given you the courtesy of what the meeting was going to be about, give you a heads up of what the outcome of the meeting was supposed to be but also giving you some key points in terms of what were the discussion areas that the meeting was going to cover, i.e. the agenda. And what was staggering, and I wasn't staggered because I'd seen it all the time and I still see this today, but what was staggering for him is that he counted as about 95% of those meetings had none of those in it. So I said, hey, let's talk about this. All of those meetings potentially could be a distraction, which is taking time away from you working with your team and taking time from the things that you know are going to move the needle and and moving away from the things that are in your genius zone. So I said, here's a challenge. Um, For the next two weeks, what you're going to do is you're simply going to, for all of those who don't provide that information that you're looking for, you're simply going to decline the meeting. Don't send any note. Just simply decline, send it off, and that's it because I said one of two things is going to happen. First thing is people are going to pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going on? You've just noticed you've declined this meeting. Just wanted to have a conversation because this is, and great, that's perfect because then you can have a conversation with them and say, these are the expectations. And you can decide as to whether at that point, based on that conversation, whether going ahead with that particular meeting is gonna be worthwhile, and is it focused on moving the needle forward for you and your team? That's one thing. And I said, the other thing is, chances are that those meetings are gonna go ahead. You won't hear boo from a goose. (laughs) They won't say anything to you. And so what that tells you is, you probably didn't need to be in that meeting anyway, because the meeting probably went ahead, you just weren't part of the meeting. So I said, you've now just given yourself uh, time, uh, one hour or two hours, whatever the case might be in terms of the, the hours that have been allocated to those meetings, across a whole week where 95% were in that category. Just imagine how much time that's now going to give back to you, which means you've now removed a whole host of distractions. And What was intriguing is he started to train people on now to, when they send him a calendar invite, they're now very, very specific on what they send. Now, that doesn't happen with everybody, but what it's done is it's created space for him to now focus on the things that he knows will actually deliver value. And so he was really good at removing those distractions. Another example, I was having a conversation with a client this week and uh, they're, they're running a sales team, a fairly small sales team, but it's still um, a sales team nonetheless. And they're doing a lot of work uh, in a lot of different areas and they're expanding the company quite rapidly. But it means that each of the individuals are, are kind of taking on multiple different roles. So there's not a huge amount of time dedicated to pure business development. And so the conversation we had this week was, how do we actually remove these distractions and really focus on the things that are going to move the needle forward? Because I said, what you're currently working on, based on what you've shared, is all inward focusing projects. Now, all those are great and probably will add value to, I guess, the growth of the business, setting up the business. But I said, one of the things we've got to look at is recognize this. You've only got 24 hours in the day. And if you break it down, you've got 96, 15-minute increments. Now, take away sleep, relaxation, et cetera. What you're left with is your working hours. Now, in order for us to build the business, in order for us to expand the business, we've got to drive revenue. We've got to drive cash flow. And so that means we've got to entice customers to want to do business with us, which means we've got to be out there prospecting. We've got to be out there building a level of awareness. We've got to be building relationships and therefore giving Ask the opportunity to be in front as many people as well to tell our story and to see whether there's a fit in terms of what we offer and the problems that our potential customers do have. So I said, just look at what you're doing today. Is what you're doing today going to be generating revenue or a potential revenue generating activity? And if it's a really simple equation, particularly if you're in a sales team, to say if what I'm doing right now is going to move the needle towards a driving more revenue for an existing customer or b potentially bringing in new revenue with a new customer if it's not going to meet those two criteria then they've got to ask yourself why am I doing it and this is what was really frustrating for me and it continues to frustrate frustrate me for today <laughs> I'm starting to I'm starting to stutter like Borky pig It continues to frustrate, frustrate I can't even say it. It frustrate me today because too many sales leaders and too many sales teams, get their attention diverted to non-revenue generating activities and they wonder why we're not hitting the numbers that we need to hit. So I said, guys, let's just take a step back. All these things you're doing are fantastic, right? They're going to continue to build, I guess, the profile of the organization. And at some stage, yes, we have to do this. But I said, right now, what's more important? Is doing this more important to build the internal profile of the of the business and make the website look great and all that sort of stuff? Or is the most important thing to drive new revenue and to drive awareness into the marketplace around the problems that you solve and therefore the services that you can provide and the value you can add that was a really really simple conversation which then enabled them to shift their focus remove some of those distractions and from the sales leader's point of view started to really hone in on what are the two to three key activities that he should be doing but also his team should be doing this week and next week to start driving those opportunities because the more opportunities that come in, the more opportunity we've got to convert those and the better opportunity we have to drive positive revenue, positive cash flow. When that happens, you've now got, guess what? You've now got some finances and some resources to be able to invest in maybe outsourcing some of that stuff to build the internal profiling stuff. So it was a really simple conversation, but it was a really profound conversation. So the key message today is as a sales leader and as a general leader, if you're listening to this and you're not in the sales realm, look at how you can create the environment. It's up to to us as a a leader to create the environment where people can thrive. And in order to do that, we've gotta be in a position where we can work as hard as we possibly can to remove as many distractions as we possibly can which will then enable our team to focus on the things that they're really, really good at. So really, at the end of the day, it comes down to this. Customers are good for business. Now, the only way we can attract customers is if we, if we go and have conversations with customers and put ourselves out there about what problems that are that exist that we're in a position to solve and generate some interest around that. We can't do that if we're focused on going through our existing customer base and providing information back to our internal marketing teams just so they can run a campaign, which may or may not result in some potential business down the track. So as a sales leader, particularly as a sales leader, please focus your attention this week and next week on really identifying what are the things that are going to move the needle. Is my team focusing right now? On revenue-generating activities, and that means if they're sitting at their desk and they're not on LinkedIn sending prospecting notes, if they're not on LinkedIn doing research, if they're not at their desk making phone calls, then question: What are they doing? If they're not out talking to customers, talking to talking to prospects, talking to channel partners, then ask again: What are they doing? It has to be a revenue-generating potential opportunity in terms of an activity. And quite frankly, and this is this is how ruthless I end up getting. It's, if it's not revenue-generating, if it's not going to add value and give me an opportunity to bring a customer in, then I'm not going to do it. It's as simple as that. And I'll be prepared to have that conversation with anybody until the cows come home. Because until there is a customer, until there is a sale made, there is nothing. And so as a sales leader in particular, I implore you, remove the distractions. Do what you can to remove the distractions for yourself, first of all. Be prepared to have those challenging conversations. And this is not about pushing back for the sake of pushing back. This is about educating people in your sphere of influence to make sure that they understand that where your time is going to be spent is on activities and on priorities and on strategies that will generate revenue that becomes sustainable and over time, over time replicable. And when you do that, you'll create an environment for your team to do exactly the same thing. And I guarantee you, if you focus on this, even for the next 30 to 60 days, you will be astounded at the results that you'll get. So that's the challenge for today. Remove the distractions. First of all, identify what those distractions are and then really focus in your energy on removing those. And of course, if you'd like some help with this, if you'd like to take your sales leadership to the exceptional sales leader level, then you know exactly what to do. Go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, you and I will have a conversation and then we'll start working together and help you take your leadership to the exceptional level. So with that said, have a phenomenal Thursday, Thursday the 4th of March. And I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.